Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Good evening and welcome back to Leadership Live at 805, talking small business. As you know, I'm your host, Andrew Frazier, and always look forward to joining you once again every Tuesday evening. So tonight, um, like each week, we have tremendous guests um, taking time out of their busy schedule to really share their expertise to help you become a better leader so you can be more successful in business. Um, you know. Definitely, as a business owner, there's so many things that you need to know that it's impossible to really know them all. Um, but you need to learn as many as possible. So this is part of your continuous learning. Um, you know, encourage you to participate. Feel free to comment. Feel free to ask questions. Um, we're doing this for you. So um, we want to make sure you get the most out of it. So please feel free to participate and looking forward to a great evening. Um, my guest this evening is uh, Eric Estevez and um, really sharp young man who's doing some great stuff. Uh, you know, if you talk about a serial entrepreneur, I think you would find him in the dictionary next to that because he's, I can't even remember how many businesses he has, but he's done a lot. Um, and really been serious about being successful and, um, you know, definitely wanted to share, um, you know, a little bit of his story with you, let you know a little bit about what he's done and how he's been able to success and really how he's been able to structure his businesses for certain success. And that's really what this evening session is all about. So um, I'm going to bring Eric on and really structuring your game plan for certain success. Um, so, uh, let's go. Okay, there we go. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? Hey, Andrew, how are you? Thanks for having me. Okay, excellent. Glad to have you. And, um, you know, always a um, pleasure having, um, you know, people who are doing some great stuff. So, um, you know, you're, you're, where are you living now? I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. So you're okay. I saw you were in New Jersey. I, for some reason, I thought I saw some Floridas. 
as well. Yeah, I, I, I have a Florida number. I do business out in Florida. I went to college there many years ago, and I just stayed with the phone number. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So excellent. So we're both in NJ tonight, and um, you know, definitely. Um, I, I guess we got our first snow of the year. Uh, so yeah. that, that's kind of interesting. End of February, your first snow. So it's been a good winter. Uh, but let's let's get get on hand to to the topic. Really, uh, start you know chat about some um, real key things that can help people be more successful in business. But before we do that, um, let's hear a little bit about you, your story. What what was what is your journey, and you know what are some of the key milestones that you find? Yeah, Andrew, thank you. Yeah, you know what I um. Uh, I right out of college, I started working in Fortune 50, you know, retailers, companies, and and worked my way up. Um, I always had a, a thirst for open owning my own business and businesses, and and you know, I've always thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but life happens; things things uh, kind of you know um, uh, take you off that path. And I was fortunate enough um, to to have a, a family at a young young age, so um, I had to make sure that I started. Uh, working immediately wherever it was to provide for my family. And luckily, you know, um, I, I made the best of it and was able to work my way up. And after a 14-year career um, managing teams and, and leader and, and in leadership roles, you know, I had upwards of, you know, 500 people uh, reporting to me at, at a given time. I, I was, you know, I started to, when we started getting in a better financial situation, um, to start to venture out into, you know, other ventures and, and other businesses, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, I, with my stock options and, and bonuses, I was able to, you know, write a book, a children's book with my wife uh, about our dog. And, and we're, we're continuing to develop a series. And that was one of my first ventures uh, into, um, you know, doing something other than my nine to five. And it was, it was a, passion project where we fell in love with and we wanted to continue to do more of it right then i started doing things like you know uh you know mobile apps right and and mobile apps were hot were hot and you know i had no software skills and no development skills um but i was able to you know purchase these skins of these apps and and hire software developers and and try to flip apps didn't make much money uh, uh, on that but just learned some of those basics right and, and as an entrepreneur you have to fail a few times right but i think the the defining moment that kind of started my transition um outside of, of retail and 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 started business in the mortgage world um was when i started investing in, in real estate passively you know um you know where i wanted to learn about uh the industry and i had friends uh and acquaintances that that were flipping homes and i remember investing a good chunk of money uh my first time um, to get a, a return on my investment, but I really took it as a college education, as a second college education, and I learned everything there was to know about, you know, what it is to be a real estate investor. And I learned the acronyms, and you know, a, a, you know, LTVs, loan to values, ARVs, after repair values, right? And I just really learned. Uh, I, I was um, really um, uh, excited to just continue go, going deeper and becoming my own investor and i did that a few times right passively where i wasn't quite comfortable to go and do it on my own right i did it a few times i learned a little bit more 
Um, and then I went ahead and I started, uh, you know, flipping my own house. And, you know, we, 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 we added a level and built back and, and, you know, and, and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on renovation and, and really kind of uh, scaled that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it also wasn't the biggest success, right? We learned a lot in that, in that, uh, uh, um, experience, but what I did learn was that I did not want to continue working for somebody else. Um, I started believing in myself and believing in my abilities and believing in the, in the fact that I can take what I learned in leadership roles um, and how to deal with people and how to build operations and systems and, and how to manage profit and losses uh, to go ahead and leave a you know quarter of a million dollar job right at, at, at where I was and just go out and start up my own company. You know, um, so, you know, luckily I went into this business with a little bit of help. So my father's been on one man team. He has about 25 years of experience, um, really didn't build out a team. But I said, hey, teach me how to put a loan together and I'll I'll develop the, the, the people, hire the people, build the systems. And, you know, a few years later, we build a hundred million dollar branch, you know, so so uh, um, that's where we're at. And the good thing is, is that I came into this business to not only just be an originator or be a branch manager, I wanted to make sure that I build systems where I can start to exit from the day-to-day role so you will and continue to build a viable business so it doesn't control me and then go ahead and start investing uh, and spending some time in some other business and using some of those key fundamental um, uh, qualities so you will or, or, or characteristics to continue building others. And that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Excellent. Well, you know, you haven't done too many things, right? Um, but I think one of the key things about your your journey is you've sort of completed the journey a couple times. So you've you know, started from nothing but an idea or thought of what you wanted to do, created it, built it, and then built it so that or building it so that it can run successfully without you and you know that should be the goal of every entrepreneur and business owner so i look forward to talking to you you know in depth about that because i think that you know that's something that um a lot of people don't appreciate you know every step um you have new challenges you have new opportunities you have new um have to have new goals you have to renew yourself and your skills um because your business can only go as far as you're prepared to take it so um definitely look forward to chatting with you more but we're going to take like a 60 second commercial um we do this through the small business pro university so it's good to see what the small business pro university is and then we'll be back talking to small business with eric estevez Do you own your business or does it own you? Is your business growing and are you making enough money? As a business owner, there are so many things you need to know to become more successful. Hello, my name is Andrew Frazier, the Business Growth Pro and CFO. I created the Small Business Pro University for you. Small Business Pro University has self-paced, dynamic, multimedia learning experiences created by more than 20 instructors who are business owners just like you. Small Business Pro University will empower you to become a masterpreneur by learning the secrets to creating a successful enterprise to go from working in your business to working on your business. 
take advantage of our strategic coaching program or just simply choose the courses that you need. At www.sbprou.com, we will empower you to thrive and not just survive and make more money in any business environment. Welcome back. I'm here with Eric Estevez talking small business. So, Eric, you know, in your intro, you you talked about quite a few things, but you know, one of the cornerstones for you to be able to do what you um, that you did was you had to find the belief and the confidence that you could do it. And talk a little bit about how you were able to come to that point. And, and what you had to overcome to really believe that you could do it and have confidence in your ability to do it. Yeah, I think past performance is the best determinant for future success, right? So, you know, in my role in the leadership um, uh, as a leader, um, you know, I, I was able to, you know, uh, uh, post some good results. I was always a top producer, top performer. Um, I was a fixer. I always had a good culture uh, in my building. Um, and, and I realized that, you know, I can take some of that formula and apply to other things, right? Even though it's a different industry, um, but it's really, you know, it took me 14 years, right, to grow as a leader to then, you know, um, you know, transition and do something totally different, but use some of those fundamental principles um, to then build a, you know, $100 million business and earn more money than I've ever earned in four years, right? Now I'm looking at those fundamental business practices and applying it to, I have an outsourcing company, a virtual assistant. I'm also now uh, assisting my daughter, who's a who's a, a music recording artist, and I'm her manager. So I'm able to manage different things and hopefully uh, get to a result and achieve a result much quicker than before because I'm able to now take what I've learned and get there much quicker because it's really it's it's if it's building a business. There's some fundamental um layers right in a business um and one of the first ones is really to get get to know your business that you're in right i think that was one of the the um mistakes that i that i made when i first went to the mortgage uh, business i'm more of a big thinker visionary i like to lead people but because it's a new industry i needed to be in, enthralled right i needed to be in the weeds um and, and be really good at what i what i did so i can then hire people um to to now um do the things that I didn't like to do or I, I didn't need to do so I can continue to grow the business. So, you know, I think it's just, I, I believed in myself because I was successful in, in a prior industry. So it's just about reapplying it, right? And say, hey, you know what? I can do the same thing in a short amount of time. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, past performance is key, but what if you don't have any past performance? How do you muster the belief and confidence how could someone you know what should someone be doing and how how would they do that yeah i think um you know uh be no being accountable to your strengths and your weaknesses right i think that that's something that i learned early on with with mentors and i always understood the importance and the power of mentorship so i always had one and then i always was one um so you know i knew that if I'm going to go do something, I want to make sure that I align myself with people that have already done what I want to do, right? And that are able to or are willing to share some of their uh, secrets to success. And quite honestly, it's just 
copying some of those things and being consistent. And obviously, you're your own individual. You're going to put your own flair. But but there's a formula, right? And, and if you're going to go do something, if you're going to open up a business, if you're going to open up uh, a laundromat, a car wash, if you want to you know open up a contracting business, right? You want somebody that has already built what you've built to be on your corner um, to really guide you, so that way it can it can flatten that learning curve, right? It's it's really all about that. So um, you know, I think I think you know if you know that you've had success in other areas before. And you have a good work ethic and you have the ability to learn and you have the ability to, to hold yourself accountable. That's key in, in anything that you want to do. Right. Because if those things are missing, you, you're going to have a difficult time in, in trying something, something different. Right. And I think that accountability and I talk about, you know, 10 fundamental basics to build a business. Accountability is one of them. And that is something that a lot of people miss and hence why sometimes they fail. Okay, great, great points. Um, actually, you covered several great things, so I want to sort of unpack some of them, if that's okay, because, um, you know, very important. You know, you talked about accountability. Um, but what is accountability, really? You know, what? how would you define that? I mean, I think... Um, you know, a lot of times you hear words, but you, you know, many times you have an idea what it means, but a lot of times you may not know exactly what that means. Um, you know, I was in the Navy and I was a accountable officer, but um, for, because I paid everybody and, you know, everybody, so you had to be accountable to the penny, but um, talk about, you know, a little bit more about what accountability really means and um, and how you learned about it. Yeah, accountability really means looking at yourself in the mirror first, right? I think that when there's failures or when things don't go your way, uh, it's, it's easy to point fingers and blame market conditions, blame you didn't have any help, blame, right? And, and I think that's a that's a defense mechanism, right? Because if we look ourselves in the mirror and ask what, what could I have done, right? It's also, you know, it's, it's a humbling experience, right? And, 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 and you got to realize to yourself, you got to realize, you know, I'm not perfect. I want to grow. And I think when something goes wrong, right, I always look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, what could I do? What could I have done to avoid this? Right. And maybe if, if it was a team effort and my team failed, Okay, well, did I hire the right team? Did I motivate them correctly? Did I train them correctly? So I think when 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 you truly look at yourself in the mirror than anything you do um, first, right? Um, uh, I think that that's true accountability. Now, uh, in addition to that, the other layer of that is, you know, once you say you're going to do something, and once you're going to once you say you're going to go ahead and and achieve a goal, and I talk about this as well where I think one of the first steps in, in anything is setting a goal. And the second step is reverse engineering those goals, right? Once you have those activities that you're going to do, are you holding yourself accountable to, to do those activities on a daily basis? And that's, again, where we fail. It's easy to dream, right? It's easy to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And this is the volume that I'm going to do in sales. And, and this is what I'm going to do with my health, right? It's easy, but when you don't reverse engineer and and know what you got to do on a daily basis and hold yourself accountable to that, it's going to be difficult for you to achieve those goals. So that's why I think you can apply that to any business is say, okay, these are, these are my activities. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And it's also great 
um, Andrew, you talk about being accountability, you were accountability manager, um, to have an accountability partner, right? And what does that look like? Do you talk to your mentor? Do you have a coach? Do you have a, a peer or a colleague that, that you talk to on a weekly basis to kind of help you keep in check, right? That's what, you know, when, as, as, as a father, right? We have to, you know, we are, we're the accountability partners of our children, right? And vice versa. So the fact of the matter is, is that we have to do what we say. And a lot of us just put things on on a piece of paper and we just think, we hope that things happen for, for the best. And, and that's when people do not achieve our goal. Um, my first year in the industry, you know, I was, you know, I, I was making a quarter of a million dollars with bonuses and stock options before I left. And I just said, I just want to make $100,000 my first year because I got to eat what, what I kill. But then how was I going to do that, right? Now, now I had to I had to be very gran granular and say, okay, well, this is the average loan amount, right? This is how many loans I have to have closed in order to, uh, on, a, on a monthly basis, in order to achieve that. So how many people did I need to talk to? I needed to talk to close to 100 people a month, which means I needed to get about three leads a day. So if it's Wednesday and I only have three leads, something ha something is going on i have to now go and prospect and change my activities to make up for that now if you do that on a daily and a weekly basis then you're going to make your monthly goals you're going to make your quarterly goals and you're going to make your yearly goals right so that's a level of accountability that we have to have in order to meet our goals okay um you know you you, you actually talked exactly what the military is all about accountability and discipline doing what you said you were going to do. Um, and, you know, when, you know, when asked about discipline, um, you know, what does it mean? You know, a key thing is being able to do things that you don't want to do without having someone make you do it. <laughs> and, um, you know, so definitely that, you know, your, your accountability definition was right on. Um, you know, I think, being a leader, you have to be accountable to yourself and your people. And, you know, the point about, you know, it's never your team that fails, the buck stops with you, you, you know, it, you have to own um, everything. And if you don't, then you're not going to be able to be the leader that you should be. And you're not going to accomplish the things you need to accomplish because you have to continually look at yourself, be, figure out how you can become better and do better. It's okay to make mistakes, just not okay to not learn from the mistakes that you make. So, um, so that's great points. Um, we're going to go back to a few of the other things that you had said earlier um, because you know I think they're also worth um, going into a little bit more detail on and. You know, a great thing you said was go learn from somebody who already has done what you're trying to do. Um, surprisingly, you know, you've probably found usually they're more than happy to work with you and help you because they're really into what they do. So they love to talk about it and love someone who's interested in it. Um, is that what you've found as well? All the time. I, the most successful people are sharers, and they also understand that a small percentage of people are the ones that are actually going to go and do what they say they, you know, that they did anyway, right? So it's not like they're creating a ton of competition in the marketplace because only a small percentage are going to actually follow through with it, right? Um, so, so yeah, you know, I, I think that 
givers, right, get more in return. And, and I've lived my life that way. And the people that have mentored me are that way. Um, so yeah, attach yourself to someone. It's okay to, to say, hey, can I, you know, can I, uh, you know, uh, take 10 minutes of your time. I remember, you know, meeting high producers and inviting them to lunch. I would love to invite you to lunch. I would just like to just ask you some questions and, and, and they and they love it. Right. I remember spending an hour and a half with a, uh, a top producer, not only in the state, but in the country, he's a top 10 producer produces hundreds of millions of dollars on his own. And we were on the phone for an hour and a half. He was just giving me information and I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I sent the guy a box of cigars just because I know his time is so valuable. Um, so you have to ask for, for help and guidance and align yourself with the right people. Okay. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, another thing you said is it's okay to copy. Um, there's, you know, you know, there's very few patents on business and, um, you know, you can learn a lot and save a lot of time by copying. What, what are some things that, that you've copied that you found helpful and, and how do you evaluate what you may want to copy and how, and where you want to copy it from? Yes, it's the very first time I, I stepped into this industry, you know, without even earning a dime. I knew I had to invest in myself and, and my development, right? And I paid for coaching. And, um, you know, they had proven track records of what to do on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? And, and they broke down day by day. And I took that and I lived and breathed it. Now, as I got more confidence in those tasks, I was able to personalize them and 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 put my own flair in it, and then maybe add other levels, right? Uh, but but you have to just you know start with the basics, and 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 when you as you're evolving, and I say this a lot too, you know, even through social media, if you see somebody that's doing something that you like, right, that's gonna that's generating business, copy it, right? Um, you know, so that way you can go ahead and say, I like this video. I like this content that this person's creating. So follow individuals that you want to emulate, that you want to go ahead and try to, um, uh, 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 achieve a, a certain level of success. You know, uh, when, when you compare the pair, pair yourself to them, you want to go ahead and say, what are they doing? I love listening to podcasts, right? And I love, um, you know, I, I'm a big audible, uh, um, you know, book, uh, listener, right. And, and you use those things to really motivate you. And, and it also helps you become a better leader because there's going to be certain key, you know, terms or triggers or ideas that now you start to, um, uh, adapt and implement, and it just shapes you as a better leader. You know, um, I use, I use the term a lot, right. Three feet from gold, right. Um, you know, Napoleon Hill, uh, where he talked about, you know, we have to continue like, and if you pick what you're going to copy and some of these activities, you have to stick to it and be consistent, right? Because how are you going to measure success and an ROI if you always constantly changing activities, right? You got to be consistent because one time, because if you keep on doing something and a few weeks later, a month later, you stop doing it, you could be three feet from gold. You could be three, three feet from, from the thing that's going to take your, your business to the next level. So be consistent. Do it enough where you can say, "Okay, this is the ROI. I've I've exhausted my ability to grow to um, you know really uh, deliver on this task that I'm supposed to be doing." And I think that's also one of the faults of an entrepreneur because sometimes we get desperate. Uh, 
sometimes we want we want results right away and um it takes time to build a business and it takes time to build a habit and it takes time to be a master at that habit right so um you know those are the things that i i i um talk about with my team is just you know copy emulate what are the three things that this that, that this what is, what is somebody what is something that, that i do that you like what is something that a competitor does that you like and make it your own okay definitely um you also talked about alignment and you know being in alignment what does that mean and how do you do that yeah i think as a leader of any business right uh you are the one that puts forward your mission statement your values um what you stand for right and and and, and what your goals are and i think you know you have to you have to hire people that are aligned with those goals, right? And instead of working against the grain, they're gonna push you forward, right? So if they have similar values, um, if they have similar work ethic, right? Um, they don't have to have the same ideas as you. You want to you want to have different different ideas to to challenge you and grow. But I think if one of those if some of those core fundamental values are aligned, right, you're gonna be able to get to your destination much quicker. Right. Um, so a lot of times, right, there's a, you know, when I when I hired people in my in my teams in, in, in the prior leadership roles, right? Um, you know, I kind of knew where where we were at, what the, what the three month goal, what the 12 month goal was. And I wanted to make sure that I hired people that were aligned to the goals that I needed. Maybe I needed somebody to come in very militaristic and, mili and you know, military folk are one of the best, some of the best leaders that I've ever, ever worked with. And I said, I need somebody to whip this team into shape because we need discipline we need organization right um you know or sometimes it was too much of that and it was just no culture and it was just a rigid environment i needed somebody to come in that was just fun and 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 was able to get the best out of someone just by getting to know them and pushing them in in, 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 a, in, a, in a different way so you have to really know the the culture that you're in or you're trying to build and you have to make sure that you hire people that are in alignment of wherever you want to get to Okay, excellent, excellent. So, um, you know, there's so many things that um, you touched upon that, um, you know, are, are valuable. Um, so you talked about a formula. Um, you know, there's, there's a formula to success in business. Um, you know, definitely um, when investors are looking to invest in somebody, you know, before they invest in your plan or a big piece of it is who is going to lead the effort. And, you know, many times that's the most important because you, you can be successful if you're a good entrepreneur, better than someone with a better plan, but they're not as good as of, of an entrepreneur. So can you talk a little bit about you know, the formula that you've found helps you be able to do what you're doing across different types of businesses and in different industries. Yeah, I think first, you know, um, you have to know what you have to have a clearly defined vision, right? What is your goal, right? Um, you know, what problem are you solving? Uh, what is it that you want to accomplish at the end of the year, right? And, you know, obviously, you know, companies, COOs, they talk about sales projections, right? 
Um, so, hey, what are the sales projections? And then, right, you set the goal and then you have to, I mentioned before, you have to reverse engineer that. Okay, so now how are we going to get there, right? Now you have to have a plan so you can share with everybody so that way everybody believes that that goal is attainable, right? So what's going to happen on a, on a daily on a monthly, quarterly, uh, uh, on a yearly basis, right? Typically, when you have these multinational corporations, these are corporations, they're already look, they're looking at five years out, they're looking at ten years out, right? Um, so you have to have you know clearly defined uh, activities on how you're going to get there, right? Um, then I really believe, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to get organized, right? I think there's a lot of talented individuals, a lot of smart individuals. And they might have great goals and they might know exactly what they need to do to get there. But then they fail because they're not organized and it's difficult for them to juggle all those activities. And it's difficult for them to measure the ROI of those activities. And they just, just kind of get lost in the sauce. Right. So get organized. What kind of system do you have to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable right back to those goals and your team accountable? So, you know, I I right behind me, I have uh, I have Jesse Eisler's, you know, uh, um, big ass calendar, excuse my language. That's what he actually calls it. And it actually, you know, maps out the year. So you can kind of step away and look at the year from a bird's eye perspective and you can divide the year um, through all your different goals, right? You got to realize too, I'm talking about business, but you know, success is not just business related, right? Success is a lot of different spokes of the wheel, right? Um, you know, success is is health, success of family, success is, you know, your, your faith, you know, um, you know, so it's just your finances. It's not just your business, but you really want to, you know, have goals in each of those spokes of the wheel. Right. So so now. Right. If you are going to say I'm going to go ahead and, um, uh, you know, um, uh, plan my year, you want to plan it also to address those spokes of the wheel. Right. You know, if you if you want to make sure that you are present and spending time with your family. OK, well. Uh, what are you doing for, you know, date nights? What are you doing for family game nights? What are you doing for vacations, right? And plan it for the year so you know that it's on your calendar so you can actually achieve the things you want to achieve. So be organized. I use the Best Self Journal, right? Um, it's one of the, my favorite journals where it keeps me accountable on a daily basis. I'm a 5 a.m.er, so I wake up early and I write down my task and, and I can clearly know um, who I can delegate tasks to and where it is that I need to spend my time so I can get the biggest bang for my buck, right? Um, I would just mentioned, you know, I'm a 5 a.m. I think waking up early, especially as an entrepreneur, I think it's key. And, and you know, it sounds kind of cliche. You may not have, you don't have to wake up at 5 in the morning, but if you're a 7 in the morning person, try doing 6.30 and see what that extra half hour does. Get used to it. Try try waking up at six o'clock in the morning and see what that does. Now, you know, there might be some businesses that are overnight or whatever the case may be. But the whole point is that if you wake up before um, the rest of your team in your business and you're and you're planning and you actually have a clearly defined goal for each day, you're going to start to seeing that you're going to stay ahead of the curve. And you hear that all the time, you know, wake up early. Right. Um, and again, it depends on where you're at in your life and what your career is. Um, but the whole point is when you wake up and you plan and you and you actually can be prioritized, you're going to be much more effective uh, that day. Um, leverage your time. Number five, leverage your time and delegate. So, you know, I've I've met dozens of really successful people that have produced much more than I have, um, you know, but they they're burnt out. 
And sometimes what happens is their business is like a wave. It goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down because it's only 24 hours in a day. Right. So why not leverage your time? Right. Hire people. If you're a solopreneur, right, you can outsource and get virtual assistants and you have to invest in training in them. But now those virtual assistants, for example, are going to be able to take away that those activities aren't making you achieve your goal or are are not money making activities. Let's say, you know, if it's sales, if paperwork, right, is, is taking you away from connecting with people. So you can now go ahead and build your business and build your brand, then hire somebody for that paperwork. And a lot of people don't like to invest in that. Right. But what's happening is there's an opportunity cost because you're continuing to do that. And that could be someone that, let's say, you know, you can hire for a few dollars an hour right out in the Philippines, which is my, where my outsource company is based, um, you know, or right. You're going to do it. And if you're a hundred dollar an hour person, guess what? You're going to be your hundred dollar an hour person doing a five dollar an hour job. Right. So leverage your time and, and, and delegate. I think, um, you know, what this is very important. And, and, and this is a personal one to me. I, I'm a people pleaser sometimes, uh, Andrew. Right? I, I want to be friends with everybody. Right. And I know that I can't. Um, and sometimes like, you know, when I when I have to have difficult conversations or stuff, I tend to put that away. Right. Uh, for the end of the uh, to the end of the day. But what happens is psychologically and subconsciously, you are bogged down by that task that you were trying to avoid. So you want to eat that frog first. And there's a book called Eat That Frog, which means you want to take care of the difficult tasks first. You want to take care of the high brain function activity first, right? So that way it can open up your day for you to continue to connect and grow your business. And I have that psychological uh, weight, right, on your, on your on yourself for that for that day. So, so take on the tough task first thing. I think uh, um, you know. I just mentioned most of most of your day should really be connecting with people. Marketing is key, right? And now you can eight number eight. You can leverage social media to get a deeper reach much faster than ever before in history, right? You can market yourself and brand yourself through social media as an educator, as a uh, a leader in whatever you want to do. And, and if you open up a business, right, you can get there really quickly. You know, I just mentioned that. One of the new businesses that I'm that I'm working on is I'm managing my daughter's uh, uh, career, right, music career, and now I'm using my outsourcing company that helps me, you know, create appointments in my calendar with realtor referral partners and with potential leads and whatnot. Now I'm using them to reach out on her behalf to festivals and booking agents and whatnot, right? So now I'm able to cross pollinate and able to hopefully uh, get her the million dollar deal that I want to get her at the end of the year, right? Um, we talked about this one accountability. None of that matters if you don't hold yourself accountable and move forward, right? And look yourself in the mirror. Um, and then number 10, really be consistent. Whatever you're going to do, do it and do it for a while and until you can truly measure the ROI. You have to ask yourself, I did everything that I could in this activity and I just don't think this is the right activity and this is right. But you have to, again, be accountable to do that, right? Um, and and that way you can, you know, maybe scrap some activities and add some new ones but people that are always constantly trying new things are not going to get any traction, right? So, um, you know, those are some fundamental things that I think is very necessary for any business that you build. Okay. No, I mean, you, you, you definitely, you, you're covering so many valuable things. I, we need like three hours to, <laughs> to, keep, to really go into some of the things that, that you're sharing. But, um, you know, this is, this is excellent. Um, you know, one thing you talked about was goals. And, 
you know, you, you have to plan to have goals. So, you know, unfortunately, many business owners don't plan or, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, how you create certain success and planning and setting goals is one of the most important factors in being able to do it and being able to do it on a consistent and long-term basis. Um, so, you know, when you talked about, you know, the goals and holding yourself accountable, you know, one of our, you know, one of my mentors and one of our guests, uh, previous guest, Don Viapri, he was on the show and he used to sell cable for Cablevision in Newark, um, you know, old black owned cable company. Um, and, you know, he was like, you know, when I started out, I would not go home every night until I sold my quota for the day. So if it was 2 p.m. or if it was 11 p.m., you know, I didn't go home until I sold my quota for the day. And, you know, it's a game of, you know, you can't say you can't you have to be diligent every day um, to if you're really going to get the results that you want. And uh, so, you know, glad you really brought that point home another way. Um, so definitely, um, you know, we're covering some great stuff. We got a little bit of time left. Um, Want to take a quick commercial break, um, give give people a chance to learn a little bit about um, my most recent book um, called The Masterpreneur Playbook. Um, it's something that really lays out a five-step plan for growing your business. So we're going to take 60 seconds, learn a little bit about that. I'll be back with Eric Estevez talking small business. The best sports teams have a proven playbook. Everyone should have one. We've got one for you because there are so many things you need to know as a business owner. Many business owners work longer and harder for less money than if they had a job because they are on the wrong path. Break that cycle with the Masterpreneur Playbook, a five-step business growth plan that addresses the challenges that business owners face going from working in their business to working on their business. Hello, my name is Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO. The Masterpreneur Playbook incorporates proven strategies for successfully growing your business that I discovered during my personal journey. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to accelerate the growth of your business, make more money, and have more free time? Of course you would. Don't hesitate. Visit www.spprou.com to download a complimentary copy of the Masterpreneur Playbook today. Okay, welcome back to Leadership Live, talking small business. I'm here with Eric Estevez, and um, you know we're really talking about you know how to structure your game plan for certain success, and really covering um, you know some key things. Um, we do have a question from Lorraine here, um, so why don't we just um, address that real quick, and then we'll jump back on some of the things we were talking about. So. Eric, what are the top ways to motivate your team to get the best work out of them? I think that's a great question, a very important question. It's The first thing is you have to really know your team, right? Um, you know, and that's part of hiring. And, and you know, you, you're going to when you first hire people, you might see, you know, know them on a surface level. Um, and, you know, after a few weeks, you get to see, you know, what they're good at, what their strengths and what the opportunities are. 
Um, but I think you want to know your team, right? Um, and then, you know, with time, you want to make sure that you have that open line of communication so you can truly find out what motivates them, right? Everybody's different, right? Um, you know, whether it's incentives, whether it's upward movement, whether it's recognition. So, and you can ask them, right? You, you It's, you know, I, I remember having this conversation when I hired a prospect, when I hired a candidate, and I said, what motivates you? And I remember, you know, keeping a, key, a cheat sheet. So I know what it is because everybody's different and it changes with time, right? As as they grow and, you know, somebody might come to you, a college graduate, and, you know, 10 years later, five years later, they're starting a family, they have different motivations, it changes, right? So you have to be in tune. Um, and I think that that's something that's tough for leaders because, you know, we have a lot of different things that we have to worry about, but we always have to make sure we have an open line of communication, right? Um, you know, and, you know, just to kind of give you some examples, if it's if it's financial motivation, then, okay, well, do you have some incentives in place? I know that I have incentives in place for people that uh, produce a certain level each month where there's bonuses per file or whatnot, right? Um, upward mobility, right? Um, what do they, where do they want to be? Um, in a year, three years, five years. And if you help them towards that trajectory, you're going to gain that buy-in, that trust from those individuals. Remember, people work for people, right? Not companies. So so people are going to work for for Andrew, right? Or, and not the company that he's part of. So the fact of the matter is, is that, right, you're going to have to build that bond and that relationship and really truly know who they are and keep the open on the communication. I remember I used to have monthly statuses with my with my with my staff when i had you know 500 people that i that that i uh, um you know that reported to me if i had you know let's say 20 um you know uh, su direct supervisor or su a supervisor that reported to me i would meet with those 20 every month and i would check in and hey where are you at what motivates you what's next and if i can play a small role in helping them get there right they're gonna feel valued right so you know my biggest thing is just really know your team stay in touch with your team as they grow and then evolve because you have to realize that your business just like your people that living is a living organism and and that that business is in is comprised of people right so you know that's my biggest thing is is find out what's what 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 do what 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 motivates them sometimes what motivates me as a leader is totally different than what motivates someone else right i um i have my my first hire in the mortgage business is now my my processor and she was making you know eleven dollars an hour right and now she's making you know close to six figures right in in her in her job um so you know that's a big change and i was able to bring her along uh with me so there's this trust there right and they know that i'm always gonna um make sure that i reward performance um and loyalty right and and hopefully we can kind of continue growing and the more we grow it's not just Eric, that grows. My team grows along with me. Okay. Oh, question. Excellent. Definitely a good question. Great, great answer. Um, you know, one of the things I used to say uh, back when I was corporate was um, people don't leave companies, they leave people. So, you know, your leadership, wherever you are, you know, if you have a lot of people leaving you, then you may need to reexamine um, what you're doing. You know, whether it's you're hiring the wrong people or you're you're not leading them in the right way. And, you know, one of the key things that you hit on is you really have to deal with people effectively and deal with um, items efficiently. So 
many times the fastest route is not the route you want to people. But, you know, with tasks, you want to take the fastest route. Um, you know, I think there's an African proverb that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with, you know, go with someone else. And, um, you know, I, I don't think you or I would be where we are if we went alone. Um, so, and you know, developing your team and uh, is key. So you, you, you talked a lot about that. Um, but, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, your greatest resource is time. You know, you talked about how you manage your time. Um, but maybe talk a little bit more about that because it, it becomes so important uh, because you can't do everything. Uh, so, you know, what is your time management strategy? And, and how do you, you know, you get up early, you're doing different things, but, uh, you know, how can other people benefit from what you're doing in terms of managing their time and what are the top secrets to being able, as you found, um, work for you? Yeah, I, I, I uh, love Calendly, right? The app where, you know, it's integrated into my Google Calendar and I work through Calendar. Um, you know, I schedule everything um, because I want to make sure that if it's on my calendar, I'm going to give that person that 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 task, right? hundred uh, percent energy and focus, especially in business and our business and in sales, right? You're getting calls all day. And if all you're doing is fielding calls, it's going to be difficult for you to, right, um, achieve that goal for the day. So I time block, you know, effectively, um, you know, and and then you know, I think when when you do that and you work to, and you work through a calendar, and here's the thing, it can turn some people off in the beginning, right? Um, because people want access to you right away, but but once you let people know that you have a system in place and that you are going to get back to them effectively or and quickly and efficiently, they're going to realize this is how it work. This is the process. You have to realize, you, you know, I. I'm not comparing myself to a doctor, right? You know, but but me, but but you know, when somebody makes an appointment, right, they have to make an appointment with a doctor, right? Then then they have a nurse that comes in and does all the all the all the all the checking, the vital stuff, right? And in the end, you see the doctor comes in and you see the doctor for a few minutes, right? Um, so and 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 that's how I work. I just want to make sure that um, you know I'm fielding calls and I'm training people to be able to 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 take some of these things away from my plate so i can truly focus on the things that is going that i'm good at and it's going to continue to build new business right um people want to have lunch all the time you know and i and i go well, i don't know if lunch is is necessary let's have a zoom call for you know 30 minutes and 15 minutes and that saves two hours of my time right you know, uh, by, by doing lunch so sometimes you have to let people know how you work and control that and let people know that you value your time right um, you know, and, and that's how I work. I work through calendar. When I speak with my realtor referral partners, I keep it real because I don't like to overpromise and underdeliver. And I say, listen, there's probably 90% chance that if you call me, I'm not going to pick up my phone, but this is why. I have a very, you know, systematic day. I schedule 15 minute phone calls in between. I follow up, right? Text me, or if you call me, I will get back to you um, 
or if we have a deal right um together right um here's my team you can reach to, you can reach them they'll be able to help you better so you're able to kind of delegate people right we realize that you're only one person and you have all different personalities and expectations coming at you but you have to learn how to control it with your organization in your calendar to say no this is my workflow this is how i work and most people adapt to it right um and and i think you got to just be honest and set that expectations with anybody that you're working with so calendly calendly is an app that i live by um you know i have my also my virtual assistants you know i have one that calls my database to, to schedule people in my calendar right and puts notes on there so that way when i know when i'm calling i know you know um you know some of the notes I have another one that's calling, you know, referral partners in the states that I'm licensed in. So that way I can introduce myself to new realtors, new CPAs, new financial advisors. Right. So that way I know who they are, add them onto my social media network. I have somebody managing my social media. So that way they're always constantly posting and engaging and interacting. And I do that. My, I do that as well. But even if I don't do it, I know that it's constantly working. So you have to say, OK, well, what is taking up my time? And can you train people? hire people, um, outsource, right? So that way they can take away those things so you can focus on doing things like, for me, doing things like this and educating people and continue to grow the brand. This is important, right? Um, this is what I like to do. So I want to make sure that I build a business where my time is spent, where it's going to bring in the most prospects and it's, gonna, and it's something that I really, truly like. If I'm in a desk all day and working on things that I can have somebody else do, then I failed as, as a leader, right? And I think when you're organized and I have that, that, that calendar system, I'm able to say, okay, well, this is where I spent my day. It was this, was this a good use of my time? And I'm able to go back and say, hey, maybe I need to train this person to do this because I'm seeing myself doing this a lot more. And I don't think that my time here is necessary. So really, really having that, being able to step back and look at your day and look at your week and being able to say, okay, uh, did I spend my time effectively? I think that's really helpful. Okay, no, definitely. Um, figuring out how to spend your time is key. And, um, you know, over the pandemic, I've shifted to a similar program to Calendarly that, you know, has made night and day difference. You know, since the pandemic, I'm probably three times as effective because I'm able to do so many things in, you know, actually even better through yeah. zoom and through virtual than in person um so you know being able to own your time and and you know like you said people initially they resist change but they, you know once they see that understand it and see that it's actually better um you know they'll they they fall in line um, you know, a lot of times they like it better. Uh, people who complain the most about change, the change, <laughs> you know, not long after they, they love it. So um, that's part of your leadership, being able to do that. So, um, you know, one of the things that I ask people that I'm coaching and working with, because this is the essence of you know, running your business professionally is understanding your most important job so you know i ask you know what is your most important job as a business owner so what would you say your most important job is as a business owner so that's a great question you know i, I think um you know as a business owner 
you are the captain of the ship, right? You have to um, see in front of everyone else, um, you know, because if you have everybody that's working on the minutia on a day to day and they have their head down and they're working, 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 it's difficult to look up and realize that the ship is about to crash, right? <laughs> or, right? So I think you have to make sure that you always are educating uh, yourself and in tune with market conditions kind of, you know, and, and not everybody has a crystal ball, but the more you know that you're out there um, and learning about industry and new way of doing things and, and where's the industry headed, it's easier for you to navigate when, you, when you're looking forward and onward, right? Um, I think that, you know, when, when you're in the business and you're, and you have your head down and listen, I'm all for rolling up my sleeves and, 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 and getting things done when, when we need to. But if you do that for a long period of time, or that's all you're doing, it's going to be difficult to, to get to your destination, right? Because, because, you know, the ship might be veering in the wrong direction and take you off course. So I, I think you really want to make sure that you have the vision. We knew, for example, in the mortgage industry, we knew that it was going to be a tough a tough year right we knew that once the fed announced that they were going to stop or that the government announced they were going to stop quantitative easing right that the rates were going to well, the rates were going to go back up because quantitative easing was something that was invented in you know 2008 by the government and it kind of you know um didn't let the markets you know uh do what they're supposed to do right it was it, it was a uh, another uh secondary market where where it kept rates low while inflation was continuing to increase and typically the rates are always at or above inflation so anyway i say that to say that the minute that that was going to happen or we knew it was going to happen we knew that rates were gonna we're gonna uh go high what does that mean right you know uh in the industry and we don't have a crystal ball but if we're always in tune and learning and listening to industry professionals we can it's easier for us to navigate do we have to make cutbacks we have to, you know, maybe we don't spend money here because, you know, we're not going to have business is going to get cut back. And last year, you know, um, you know, the business in the mortgage world dropped by between 30 and 50 percent in, in many cases. Right. And that affected a lot of people and it put a lot of people out of business, um, you know, and, and, and people had to scramble. Um, so I think if you're in tune, the people that were in tune and started making those cuts, started making adjustments, you know, earlier are the ones that are, are, are continuing to still do well. Okay. No, that's a definitely, definitely a great answer. Um, you know, definitely once you, you know, have an organization where you're really leading teams, that's exactly it. You know, when you're an entrepreneur um, and you don't have as much of a team, you know, your job is to market and sell. And most entrepreneurs and business owners don't realize that's their job. And even with what you're doing, you're in the market. You know, you're understanding the market, marketing, figuring out your marketing strategies, your plans for selling. Um, but, you know, fortunately, you're you're in the industry. You have a background in sales, but most people don't who have businesses. Um, and usually they haven't really trained or figured out, you know, or learned a lot about marketing or sales. But, you know, is there like a few pointers or 101s that could help people market and sell more effectively or at least start to yeah i mean i mentioned it earlier that you know you have to leverage social media to get a deeper reach much faster you know um it's relatively you know cheap 
you know, cheap way to do it, right? You know, I know you can run ads and whatnot, but but now you're able to more people, you have more access to more people, um, you know, through uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, right? TikTok. I've closed deals from TikTok. I'm on TikTok and I create videos and I posted a video yesterday in Spanish and I got a couple of different prospects that reached out to me. So the fact of the matter is, is that, right, you want to use social media um, to, to really uh, market the product, right? Uh, what you are, what problem you are solving to the community, right? What value is it that you're bringing, right? So I think you have to really um, uh, uh, use that. And sometimes people are shy. And I tell people when people get into this business, I say, okay, well, how many friends do you have on Facebook? Okay, a couple hundred, 300, 500, a thousand, 5,000, whatever it is. And I say, okay, well, does everybody know what you do and what your business is, right? And if not, send a message to everybody in your in your friends list. And I remember having, I don't know, 800 friends on Facebook when I started this. And now I'm like maxed out. I have to keep on deleting people. But the fact of the matter is that I send the message to everybody on that contact list. I sent the message to everybody on my phone list just so they know this is what I do now. Right. That's the first thing, because if somebody gets the service from someone else and you see them at a party and they say, oh, I wish I would have known you know, that you, you know, um, that you had, a, that you sold cars. I would have bought my car from you. I wish you would have known that you sold life insurance. I just got life insurance, you know, uh, last week because you didn't do a good enough job of letting everybody, you know, right. What you do right now, there's some people that may not, you want to use you and, and that's perfectly fine, but that's the first step is let everybody know. And using social media is one of the greatest way to do that. Right. Um, I leverage social media by by being an educator and by providing information and and that's how i provide value and by doing such right people see me as someone that you know is in tune with the market and wants to continue to um, educate people and that that now you know brings me business and or if i go into a room or to a brokerage oh yeah i've seen you around i've seen your videos on TikToks or, or whatever the case may be it breaks that ice so social media right now is the cheapest way to really you know um advertise and market your business okay oh, that's, excellent. that's excellent well we could go on forever um you know this has been tremendous it's nine o'clock already so it sneaks up on us but um but but this was great um appreciate having you as a guest um i think everybody in the audience found value in in what you're saying um you know i think that you know what we've talked about warrants um actually going back and seeing the recording because there's so many things we covered you covered that are important um and just going through it the first time may not um give you the full understanding of, of what we talked all the things that we talked about tonight so um eric thank you so much for for taking the time out of your busy schedule to to join me thank you for having me it was a pleasure okay and i i i look forward to seeing you like five to ten years you know hopefully i can get on your calendar then <laughs> listen you, you you where in new jersey are you what town I'm in Montclair. All right, yeah. So I'm I'm in Union County. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely see each other around soon. Okay, excellent, excellent. I'm gonna close things out, but if you can hang out for a minute, um, yeah. At the end of the day, the more that you know, the faster and more successfully your business is gonna grow. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, talking small business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. 